God, we're so glad that you've chosen to come and worship the Lord here at Hill Country Cowboy Church. Amen. 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 Well, we thank you. Hallelujah. If y'all will stand, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Praise God. Father, we thank you, God, for this day. We thank you that we can still come together in the name of Jesus and gather together as one body and lift up the name that's above every name. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, that we live and we move and we have our being through him. In the name of Jesus, Father, we invite the Holy Spirit. You're welcome here. Move amongst your people, God, as you will, Lord. Deliver to them the message exactly that they need that will set the captives free. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. How cool is it that we're live now? How far have we come, you know? I mean, that that's... That's all, you know, God's timing and the blessings that come, you know, not on our time, it's on his time, you know, and there's going to be bumps and, you know, hiccups throughout the road. I fought and fought and fought not wanting to do this for a good year and a half and, um, you know, and that was part of it. So, you know, it's so cool to be able to come up here. We've grown with Jason now, although this morning we tried to kick him out of the band for a minute, but... uh, no, they, uh, but it, it, we're just so thankful that we get to do this for y'all, you know, we hope that now that us being live, you know, really kind of will, you know, be able to go outside this building, um, you know, and, and hopefully uh, the messages in these songs will, will help draw people in, you know, for pastor's messages, and um, so I guess now all that's left is the lights and the smoke, right, or what, right? <laughs> Throughout my history, your faithfulness walked beside me. When our storms made way for spring, in every season where I'm standing, I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life all over my life I see your promises and fulfillment all over my life all over my life help me remember when I'm Feel me come or feel holy. You lead my heart to victory. You are my strength and you always will be. I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life. All over my life. All over my life, all over my life. See the cross, the empty grave, evidence is there. 
I'm no longer slave to fear As I am a child of God And I'm no longer slave to fear As I am a child of God You and right with the melody you surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone I'm no I'm no longer 
your way that we don't have to fear we've got a father for his children and he loves to hear from us let's join miss haley
a man break him down to his knees and God been broken more than a time or two yes Lord then he picked me up and showed me what it means to be a man come on and sing yeah all my hope is in Jesus Thank God my yesterday's gone. So God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Can we just raise our hands? Just, hey, do me a favor. Just close your eyes right now. That way you can't see anybody looking at you. Just, just raise our hands to heaven and tell God that we're glad that our yesterday's gone. I'm so glad my yesterday's gone. I'm so glad that God saved me. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, give the Lord another clap offering. Hallelujah. Let's take about two minutes, no more than that, and let's get out of our chairs and go welcome someone. Tell them you're glad they're here today. Hallelujah. Thank you, brother. Clock's running. We have a standing rule here at Hill Country Cowboy Church. Last one of their seat gets to pray this after after the, after the service is over. Not really, but that just gets everybody to moving quicker. Hallelujah. Well, I want to welcome everyone to Hill Country Cowboy Church this morning. Glory to God. Did everybody enjoy that praise and worship as much as I did? Praise God. 
And I by no means, but I have to, I have to say this, and, but, and I'm by no means trying to embarrass anybody. But when I sang that first song, that his, uh, the evidence of his goodness is always in my life. The evidence of his promises are fulfilled in my life. And I look back there on that back row and I see my beautiful daughter. I know God's word is true. Hallelujah. This is your first time here at Hill Country Cowboy Church. Uh, if you would, raise your hand. We uh, want you to fill out a little card for us. And uh, please do not put that in the offering basket, but hold on to it to the end of service. And in our welcome center, which is in our fellowship hall, Miss Lisa will be back there after service. You'll give that card to her. We've got a, a just a token of a gift for you. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Men, come back one more time. We're going to take care of our little some church business. Glory to God. We all believe in tithing. Amen. Amen. So if you need a tithing offer in an envelope, if you would raise your hand, these young men will put one in it. I will express to our guest this morning that uh, God is explicit and he is very uh, to the point about paying your tithes at your home church. So if you're just visiting with us this morning, we do not expect you to pay tithes at this church. You pay those at your home church. Amen? Hallelujah. On the other hand, if you just want to give us a love offering, uh, that money will be sown into good soil. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because we love getting the gospel out, don't we, church? Thank you. Got through two amens and amen. Hallelujah. All right. One more time, men, come back. We also pray for those who have needs. So if you need a prayer request card, you can put anything on that card you want to. We'll pray over that. Uh, I pray over them when my, my secretary puts those on my desk, or I speak God's word over I'm a I'm a word speaker. Amen. Uh, but then we pray over them corporately on Wednesday nights. If you need a prayer request card, raise your hand. These guys will give you one. Two, two places on there. One of them says private. One of them says okay to share. If you check the private, we will not give your name, the name of the person you're praying for. We will pray for the need only. Can I get an amen to that? All right. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. Malachi chapter 3. I'm going to actually start up in verse number 8. It says, Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, Well, in what way have we robbed you? And the Lord says, In tithes and offerings. Then verse 9 is, a, we want, Most of us want to black that scripture out, but it's absolutely part of the word of God, so I'm going to give it to you. It says, You're cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even the whole, this whole nation. But here's the blessing. Look at verse 10. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, 
If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Verse 11, it says, And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that you will not be, that the, the devourer will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall he take, or nor shall the vine uh, fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. This is basically saying for those who practice paying tithes, God's got your back. He said, I'm going to promise you this. If you be faithful to me, I'm going to be faithful to you. Amen. Amen. He says, and then he says this, this Texas slang, I double dog dare you to try me. Amen. And see if I won't open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing you cannot contain. How many of you in here believe that? Amen. Well, let's stand to our feet and give unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hold your offering in your hand. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come into your house and bring you our tithes, our gifts, and our offerings. Father, we ask that you receive them, Father God. We also thank you that you uh, multiply them to the spreading of your gospel and multiply them back into the households of the givers, some 30, some 60, some 100-fold, in the name of Jesus. And all the believers said, amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. I'm so glad we went live in the beginning, praise the Lord. So uh, I want to definitely give a special welcome to all the ones who joined us by live stream this morning. You are important to us. Amen. And as the man of God that I am, who always speaks what's on my mind, if you're in the area and still watching by live stream, shame on you. You ought to be down here with us. Amen? Amen. Your presence is needed. Amen. So get out. if you live in Wembley or in the surrounding area, get out of your jammies next Sunday and come see us. Praise God. I want to see you face to face. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't think that's a bad thing, right? Hallelujah. Well, glory to God. Guys, y'all ready for church? All the children, let's go have some church this morning. Need my runners from this side. Hallelujah. stretch a hand out toward these young people. Father, we thank you for each and every young person that uh, is learning the word of God here. We thank you, Father God, that when they get old, they will not depart from it, but they will be your next pastors, evangelists, missionaries. Father God, they'll continue to do your work and your will in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. We don't have uh, hardly any... um, uh, Announcement this morning? They've been looping. Everybody say looping. All right, now here's the test. How many of you have seen them looping? Okay, guys, we're going to have them looping in the fellowship hall. Amen. We're going to have them maybe looping in here. So we, we are trying to change up so we can go live, praise God. And our guys can sing a little bit more music, and we can just keep keep the flow going. So it's up to you to pay attention to the calendar, 
or to the, uh, the messages that are being looped. Amen? Amen. Anything special you want to add, my young lady? Come on up here and add. Ah. Uh, we do need, uh, our Valentine's dinner is next Saturday. If anyone is still planning to attend, please purchase your ticket. We didn't have a sign-up um, because we're doing the tickets. That way we could have an accurate count of how many people possibly are coming. Right now, you know, there's maybe only about five or six. So um, we won't have to prepare very much food, but we do want to have plenty of food. So if you are coming, please get your ticket. See Miss Sarah. Amen. Amen. So couples are $25 a ticket and single is 15 I'll tell you what. Uh, we have, a, we have a, a, a Texas Wonder going to be cooking brisket and uh, pork butt. Amen. You do not want to miss the Valentine's dinner. Amen. It's also a great time for the couples to meet one another, to have fellowship with one another. Amen. But it's not just for couples. It's for everyone. Praise God. So, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but I'm just saying I expect to see everybody here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's open our Bibles this morning. Bless the name of the Lord. To 1 Peter. First Peter chapter 4. And what I want to do this morning is I want to continue with a message we actually began last Sunday. And that message it was entitled or titled, Being a Watchman. Everybody say, Be a Watchman. Be a watchman. And uh, I want to encourage you that if you missed that message, to take the time to go back and listen to it. As a matter of fact, let me just say this. The Lord led us, or led this body especially, because how many of you know he gives uh, the, the church as a whole a word, but he gives local words as well? Right. Amen. So uh, back in November, he gave uh, uh, me a word to tell people that we need to live ready because we're living in the last days. Amen. Hallelujah. We need, so you need to go back and take time to listen to a lot of those messages. Amen. Are you living ready? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, my prayer for all Christians, particularly those here that do attend HCCC, uh, either in person or by live stream, or they may even watch, like my mom, she watches the videos later because she don't like Facebook. But my prayer to uh, all of us is that we all live ready lives. There are two obvious reasons to live ready lives. One of them, and it's uh, the, the one we should all be looking for, is to save ourselves from the wrath that is coming. Not going to might come, it is coming. And then the second reason is just like it, it says to help others or tell, help save the ones that will be listening to your message. And I'm going to get more into that because we all, everybody say, he's talking about you, talking about me. We all need to be spreading the gospel. There are many aspects to living a ready life, and all of them can be found in what? The Word of God. Amen. 
the three we will be studying in the coming weeks, he gave uh, me three words. Watch, pray, and abide. Now, last Sunday, we started talking about uh, the word watch. So let's, we'll highlight what the Holy Spirit has already showed us, and then we'll move on and move forward to what he has for us today. My brothers and sisters, it is so vitally important that you and I position ourselves to be in God's will in these last days. So let's begin here in 1 Peter chapter 4. And of course, this is our foundation scripture for this teaching. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7. Say amen when you're there. It says, but the end of all things is at hand. I'm beginning to see that it didn't say they might be at hand. It says the end of all things is, I-S, is at hand. How many know if the end of all things was at hand back then when this was written? They're really at hand right now. Amen. Because this was written, what, 2,000, almost 2,000 years ago. So they're really at hand right now. But he says, but the end of all things is at hand. Now watch this. Therefore, be serious. The King James Version says, be sober. That don't mean don't be sober with uh, drinking. That means to be sober-minded. Amen. Uh, in other words, don't wander through life being unaware of what's really going on spiritually. Hallelujah. How I many of you know Peter's uh, giving us some instructions right here? He says, but the end of all things is at hand. I'll just take this personally, John. Uh, but the end of all things is, is at hand, John. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. We'll be talking about praying and being in prayer next Sunday. Amen? So he's given us instructions on how we should be living. Now, we know we should always live... Uh, the way we're living, but we need to be living closer to God. Amen? Uh, we, uh, the way we live, let me put it this way, because so, I really want to make sense. The way we live need to, needs to be in the forefront of our mind. Amen? It needs to be in the forefront of our mind. So he's telling us here to live our life seriously. Uh, live seriously about the things of God. In 1 Peter 4, 8, it says this, And above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. The Passion Bible says in verse 7, it says, uh, Since we are approaching the end of all things. We're not approaching the end of the world. How many of you know that? How many of you know the world is going to last forever? This world system's not, but the world will. So when he says we're uh, approaching the end of all things, he's just meaning the, what we see in the, in the natural right now is going to go away. How many of you know that? Yeah. Well, if you don't know it, I'm fixing to show it to you in the scriptures in, in just a moment. He says, since we're approaching the end of all things, now watch this. He says, be intentional. Be purposeful. And be self-controlled so that you can be given to prayer. See, if you're not living a purposeful life, you won't pray. 
I'm going to say that again. If you're not living a purposeful life for God, very seldom will you ever pray. You might pray over your food. You might pray when disaster hits. But he's not talking about just praying when you need something. He talk, he's talking about being prayerful in your life. Amen. These instructions, be intentional, be purposeful, be self-controlled, are all aspects of being a watchman. And this is how we are to be living our lives, especially in these last days. We want to be more intentional in our watching the signs of the time. We want to be more purposeful in our witness to other people, which means to be more self-controlled. Because how many of you know, if you're living like hell, hell ain't going to pay no attention to you. Amen. That's just the way it is. I have to be an example if I'm going to go to other people and say Jesus is the way. I need to be an example of Jesus. How many of you know that? So we're talking about being watchful. The word watch in the Greek means to be alert. It means to be on guard. It means to be vigilant. It means to stay awake. And Peter doesn't mean just quit napping in church. He means that, but I mean, that's not all he means. He's talking about you maturing in your relationship with the Lord so you can discern what's going on around you and then make the adjustments in your lifestyle accordingly. Boy, it got awful quiet in God's house then. Somebody by internet say, praise God, preach it, pastor. Hallelujah. Listen, guys, God is serious. God is very serious in these last days. God doesn't want anyone to be misinformed or deceived. He doesn't want you deceived by what uh, mainstream media is saying. He doesn't want you deceived by what the false prophets and false teachers of this time are saying. And he don't want you being deceived by simply keeping your head buried in the sand and refusing to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you. My brothers and sisters, in the day and hour that we're living, God wants us to be living our lives more discerning and more watchful and more attentive. Can you say amen? amen? That we're paying attention to how we're living, that we're paying attention to where we're going, that we're paying attention to where, what we're spending our time on, that we're paying attention to what we're spending God's money on, to pay attention to every aspect of our lives. So every born-again Christian needs to be watchful, amen? And be in, and I like to say, be in tune with heaven. We need to get, be better in tune with heaven. We need to be better in tune with what God is telling us. Yeah. Amen. Not what I think he wants me to do, but what he really wants me to do. And the only way I'm going to ever do that, and I'm getting ahead of myself, the only way I'm going to know God's will for my life is to get in this book. Right. Yeah. Not reading self-help books. This is the only self-help book that in these last days we ought to be reading. Now, if you want to read more, that's fine with me. But all of them, get, think of this. I'm going to try to save you some money here. Think of this. This book is what all them people that wrote all them other books, this is where they got their information. 
But then they add their opinion to it. They add their philosophy to it. If you want to know what the horse is saying, go to the horse's mouth. Hallelujah. They call him Mr. Ed. <laughs> I just had to say that. How many remember that show? All right, y'all just aged yourself too. <laughs> Hallelujah. We need to be paying more attention to every aspect of our life. Praise God. You see, nobody knows when that day will be. But we can read, hear, and see, can't we? Can everybody in here? And I'm, uh, I'm not talking about disabilities now because I got hearing aids, but uh, can, can everybody in here hear, see, and read? If, at least one of those. Then you're without excuse. Amen. See, there's a timeline called the Bible that is available to all of us. How many of you know that? How many of you got at least one in your house? How many of you brought them with you this morning? Amen. So anyone that can read, hear, or see ought to be able to know that the time is very, very short. Therefore, we need to be doing everything we can to make sure we're living ready. Mm, excuse me. And at the same time, we need to be witnessing to others. How many of you know that? Amen. It's not just about you. Of course, everybody that goes to this church on a regular basis knows that. I say that quite often. It's not about us. Amen. If you're saved, it's not just about you. It's about all them other people that you know that aren't saved. Praise God. We need to be witnessing to others, first and foremost, to get them saved. But then we need to follow up with them. Amen. We need to make sure that they know what it means to live ready. I tell people who already tell me they're saved, I say, are you biblically saved? Huh? Are you saved according to Jesus' word? Are you just saved because that preacher says that when you was a kid, you got dumped in the water that you're automatically saved? See, I don't believe in once saved, always saved. Because the Bible don't mention that. And I'm going to bring you what the Bible says. So I ask people, are you biblically saved? Do you know what it takes to be biblically ready? Ready for what? Ready for the rapture. See, it's not my job as a pastor or a man of God or a watchman. It's not my job to tell you whether you are or are not going to hell. How many of you know there's only one that knows who is, who is and who is not going to be in heaven, and his name is God. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm not here to tell people whether they're going to heaven or hell. I'm telling you there's a rapture coming. That's what he's talking about here. He's talking about the second coming. We don't know the day or the hour, but we know it's coming. And he's telling us we need to live ready. Hallelujah. That's our, that's our purpose in life. I told my mother that this morning. I said, Mom, she said, I'm so proud of you. Of course, she always says that. that y'all are so faithful. I said, Mom, our purpose in life is to save the lost or bring the word that will save the lost. Amen. Hallelujah. We all have a part of that process, but every one of us are a part of that process. 
Amen. If you're born again, you have a part in spreading the gospel. As a matter of fact, if you take time to study your Bible, you'll find uh, you living for God and then helping others to do the same. It, that is your real purpose here. Amen. I talked a bit about this last week, that as believers in Jesus, our purpose is to be ministering uh, or is the ministering of the gospel. Write these scriptures down real quick. It's Matthew 10, 7, Matthew 28, 19, Matthew, uh, Mark chapter 1, verse 38, Mark chapter 16, 15, Acts 16, 10. Hallelujah. All right, Matthew 28, Matthew 10, 7, Matthew 28, 19, Mark 1, 38, Mark 16, 15, and Acts 16, 10. Amen. Every one of them say the same thing. That your purpose in this life is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I know a lot of Christians have never heard that. I, probably none in here, but a lot watching my live stream right now. They just thought you were supposed to get saved, go to church, check the box off, and say, well, we've been to church this week. No. Amen. God said, go and make disciples. Amen. That's our purpose. There's a world out there that is our mission field. And if we don't minister to those in our part of that world, who will? If you don't go and minister to the people that you know, your family members that may not know Jesus, your friends that may not know Jesus, the ones you come, you come in contact, we've got a couple here from Minnesota. I'm not coming up here to minister to your folks. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not coming over to your place either, and you live right here. That's your job. Amen. I'm just a logical preacher, guys. Amen. It takes a whole church. It takes a body of Christ, not just the head. Amen. Jesus is the head, but it takes the arms, the neck, the arms, the legs. It takes all of us to do the ministry. Can I get an amen? amen? I'm sure glad so I can move on. Praise the Lord. There are a lot of dying people out there in this world that do not have an answer. But the good news is, is we do have the answer. And his, and his name is Jesus. Amen? amen? And it is our purpose to give people or give that answer to others. My brothers and sisters, that world out there is the mission field, and we are responsible. I read one time that the church is responsible for the, the, the world's ignorance to God. Think about that. The church is responsible for that world out there's ignorance to God. Because church members want to just go to church. 
We're not, we're not responsible for their rebellion. Isn't that good? But we're responsible for taking them the message. Amen. And I've told everyone in here, and this is the way I tell people to take your message. Live the life of Christ and let people ask why you're different. Amen. But if you're not living different, they not, I mean, you know, they're not going to ask you a question. Amen. That's not in my notes, but that was for somebody in this room. Praise God. But I can tell you this, God wants us to do more than just come in this church every Sunday and feed on his word and become spiritually obese. Amen. T.L. Osborne said this, he said, most Christians want a constant infilling when there's those dying in the world that haven't ever gotten their first infilling. Amen. Too many churches are full of people who always wants to be filled up. Come to church every Sunday with their mouth open like a little bird. Feed me, feed me, feed me. Until they get so fat they fall out of the nest. Amen. I'm talking about spiritually fat. He'd get up off our rears and go do something for God. Hallelujah. Got one amen and a couple head shakes. Hallelujah. I know the rest of you are just thinking real deep, right? But let me, let me share with you. God is wanting to move his church, this church, past just sitting around ministering to each other. He's saying, get up and go. Take the word and minister to the lost because they're the ones that really need it. Jesus himself says, I didn't come to save the righteous. I came to save the lost. Amen. We as disciples should be saying the same thing. We didn't come to save the righteous. We came to save the lost. Amen. I'm talking about being a watchman. I'm talking about having a compassion for those who are lost. I'm talking about taking the mercy and the grace that God has extended to you and extending that same grace and mercy to someone else. I'm talking about being a witness before man. I'm talking about going to that family member or that coworker that's lost and simply sharing your testimony about what God has done for you. I'm talking about being the light, being a light in this world, being that light that you've never, ever been before, being brighter than you ever have been. Amen. Being saltier than you ever have been. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about you being the light one day and then dabbling in sin the next. I'm talking about you being done with your sin. I'm talking about you going all in for God. Can you say amen? amen? I'm talking about you detesting sin. I'm talking about you detesting darkness and the works of the devil. And I have a question for you. Are you ready to go all in for God? Are you, all, are you ready to go all in for the king of glory? Amen. 
He went in all in for us. How many of you know that? I don't know of anybody right now that's dying on a cross. And nobody's asking you to. But God is demanding and commanding that we be a witness everywhere we go. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, God has to have a body on this planet to speak through. I said God has to have a body that he, on this planet that he needs to speak through. Yeah. Are you that body? Yeah. Are you willing to say, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? And I heard myself saying, send me, Lord, I'll do it. Yeah. I'll talk to my family. Open the door, Lord, prepare their hearts so I can minister the word of God to them. In love. Hallelujah. He needs you and he needs me to be his voice. Are you with me? He says here in verse 7, he says, uh, the end of all things is at hand. And if that's true, and I believe it is, are you and I living our life like the end is at hand? Am I really living my life like the end is near? Are you really living your life like the end is near? Are we talking to or praying for our friends and families that we know aren't living for the Lord? Do we love them enough to share the truth of God's word with them? The apostle Peter says in 1 Peter 4, 7, he says, but the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. How many believe when God's word tells us to be serious and watchful, that's exactly what he expects us to do? In other words, he's not giving us a, a, a suggestion. God don't give suggestion. He commands. Amen. And the quicker that Christians learn that, the quicker off we'll be. God's not going to suggest you do something. Amen. Look at this in 2 Peter. I know it's awful quiet in here. You getting anything out of this? Hallelujah. I'm really wanting to bring it just like God gave it to me because it's your minister to me. Hallelujah. Look at this in 2 Peter chapter 3. And listen, I know we've touched on all these scriptures already. But how many of you know that we can hear more if we just have ears to hear? Second yeah. Peter chapter 3, verse 10. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hallelujah to Jesus. Yes, verse 10 says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away, with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. That just means what we see right now. Amen. I look forward to the new heaven and the new earth, that where we're restored to Garden of Eden status. Amen. Where everything's furnished for us. Hallelujah. I can just imagine that buffet. Glory to God. All fruit and vegetables. 
Amen. Healthy stuff. All right. Therefore, verse 11. Therefore. Everybody say, therefore. therefore. That means because what we just read is going to happen. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct? Look at this. And godliness. Holy conduct and godliness. Was there any sin in that statement? No. Get rid of the sin. Verse 12, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of the Lord, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for the new heavens and the new earth in which righteousness dwells. Verse 14, therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, these are instructions. Be diligent to be found by him in peace. Now watch this. Without. Everybody say without. Without spot and blemish or blameless. The Amplified in verse 11 says this. It says, since all these things are thus in the process of being dissolved, what kind of a person ought each of you, each of us or each of you to be in the meanwhile, look at this, in consecrated and holy behavior and devout and godly qualities. He's saying it's okay to have all the things that we want in life, those things that make our lives more comfortable and more enjoyable, uh, like a profitable career, uh, a bigger house, new trucks. New trucks, Lord. Hallelujah. He wants us to have everything that pertains to life. And he wants us to have it more abundantly. John 10, 10, right? Yes, but he says this, but in the meanwhile, or really at the same time you're enjoying all this, we are to live our lives holy, devoted, and consecrated unto him. Yes. Now that's just not that hard to understand. Right. Amen. That, my brothers and sisters, is our purpose in life. Everything else we do is just the roles we play. Hallelujah. We play different roles on this earth, right? We studied that last week. My role is to be a pastor. My role is to be a good husband. Thank you. Uh, my role is to be a good father. Amen. Man, I'm working it today. Hallelujah. Those are our roles in life. Our purpose is to be about the Father's business. Amen. In other words, our purpose is to be separated. It's to be consecrated. It's to be dedicated to God's plan for our life. And that we fulfill his plan on this earth. Can I get an amen? Listen. God has a plan, and if you and I call ourselves a Christian, his plan is to be lived through you. And his plan is to be lived through me. That's our purpose, to let him live through us. We all want to walk around saying, uh, Jesus Christ in me, the hope of glory. Yeah. Amen? Well, you need to get him out of you and let him shine on the outside. Amen. 
The contemporary English version says this in verse 11. I like this as well. It says, everything will be destroyed. So you should serve and honor God by the way you live. There's nothing wrong, again, there's nothing wrong with having things. God wants us to be blessed. How many of you know that? Amen. How many of you know he's walking on streets of gold? How many of you know he don't need money in heaven? Amen. He's, he's, he's already the, the king of blessing. Amen. And he wants us to live a blessed life while we're down here. So he's not against uh, the things that I have or the things that you have. He's against the things having me or the things having you. I'm going to let that sink in just a minute, and then I'm going to hammer you. If you're spending more time on the things than you are with God, the things have you. And you need to make some adjustments in your life. Can you say amen to that? Hallelujah. Glory to God. When our mindset is so consumed with making money, when our mindset is so consumed with having bigger and better things, when our mindset is so consumed about getting ahead in this life, and really all God wants us to do is be looking forward to the next life. Amen? He said, don't lay up your treasures on this earth, but lay up treasures in heaven because those are the only ones that's going to count to your good throughout eternity. Can I get an amen to that? How many are ready to see this thing wrapped up? Two of us. Praise the Lord. (laughs) How many of you are ready to, to spend eternity with Jesus? Five or six of us. Praise the Lord. How many of you want to keep living in your house on earth for a while because it's brand new? Don't raise your hand. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. I know I'm ready. I'm ready to be with Jesus. But I'm not, I'm going to keep doing what he's called me to do, what he's, what my purpose on this planet is until he uh, receives me into heaven at the rapture. Amen. I say that right, baby? Amen. And listen, I realize we keep covering the same scriptures over and over, but how many of you know that you probably couldn't have told me what last week's message was about? Amen. How much much of it did you retain? 2%. Five for you? Amen. Amen. (laughs) Don't Don't go too high. We'll have to have a stop and have an altar call for liars. Amen. We need to hear it over and over and over again. Praise God. Or maybe I just need to hear it over and over again. I appreciate y'all just putting up with me. Praise God. It's all about me. Hallelujah. God wants us to be watchful, especially in the day and hour that we're living. And that doesn't mean being more watchful uh, to the news outlets. That doesn't mean being more watchful on Facebook. Doesn't mean watching more YouTube or staying on Twitter uh, longer. He says be watchful to spend more time with him. We need to be watchful to spend more time with God Almighty. That we're more aware 
of what's going on in the realm of the spirit. In other words, you and I need to have spiritual discernment. And spiritual discernment only comes, listen to me, it only comes through spending more time with God. That means reading his word more. That means studying his word more. Maybe as a, a couple in your home, get more involved with God and his word. It means meditating on his word more during the day. And he even said in Joshua, he says, meditate on my word day and night. Amen? It also means praying that God would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That's Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16. Amen? We all we always need to be asking God to give us revelation in his word. It's not just enough to read the, the words off the page. We have to know what he's saying. Amen? Well, it don't, I can help you there. It don't really take a lot of discernment. Just take it literally. Amen? Because that's the way he means it. See, so many people live their lives with their head in the sand. And they're not bad people. They're just unaware of what's really going on. And God does not. I said God does not want us to live that way. Amen. Amen. What God really wants for you and me, he wants us to be watchmen. All of us, not just some of us, not just the pastor, not just the leadership in the church, but everyone in here. He's called you to be a watchman. Hallelujah. He wants us to live purposeful for his kingdom up until the time he comes for us. Amen? And for you and I to live purposeful for his kingdom, we are to warn. Everybody say warn. We are to warn other people of his coming. Amen. Not in a bad way. Just tell them you need to be living ready. Amen. Let's look at this in Ezekiel. I'm trying to hurry. Y'all need to listen quicker. Uh, I'm so glad we're going live at first with the praise and worship. That way if I just keep you till 1, 1.30, I can just blame it on Jake and the praise and worship team. That, y'all, that he prepared y'all's heart too much. That y'all just kept hungering for the word. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ezekiel chapter 33 And, of course, this is a prophetic word that God gave to Israel, but it is also, listen to me, a now word. Everybody know what a now word is? That means it's important and relevant right now. And it's relevant and important right now for you and me. You see, God wants us to watch. He wants us to be alert. He wants us to be engaged. And he wants us to live purposefully for his kingdom until he comes. Hallelujah. It says in Ezekiel 33, 1, it says, And the word of the Lord, and this is going to be talking about witnessing too, so y'all pay close attention. It says, Again, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of your people, and say to them, When I bring the sword upon the land, and the people of the land take a man from their territory and make him their watchman, When he sees the sword coming upon the land, I mean, you know, a sword is a destroyer. 
Amen. When he sees a sword coming upon the land, if he blows the trumpet and warns the people, look at this, then whoever hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take warning, if the sword comes and takes him away, his blood shall be on his own head. Keep that in mind. It says he heard the sound of the trumpet, but did not take warning. So his blood shall be upon himself. But he, that's you and me, but he who takes warning, uh, or no, this is the guy that takes the warning. Excuse me, I don't want to, I want to back up. I got ahead of myself. But if he does take the warning, he'll be saved. Amen? Verse number six. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet, that means you don't ever open your mouth and tell anybody about Jesus. And the people are not warned. And the sword comes and takes any person among them. He is taken away in his iniquity. That's his sin. Uh, but his blood I will require, what? At the watchman's hand. Now, that don't mean you ain't going to heaven. That just means you may not get as many jewels in your crown. Amen. It says in verse 7, so, so you, son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, you shall hear a word from my mouth and warn them for me. Underline that. We warn people for God. Amen. How many of you know, how many of you ever, uh, not a thunderstorm now, how many of you have ever heard God's voice in the form of a loud thunder or a clap of thunder? How many of you had a lightning bolt hit you next, right next to you and God says something to you? No, none of us. We're his voice. I said we are his voice. Amen. We bring the warning and sound the trumpet for him. That's what he's saying here. Hallelujah. He says, uh, nevertheless, if you warn the wicked to turn from their way or his way, I don't want to leave women out from there. Amen. Nevertheless, if you warn the wicked to turn from their way and they do not turn them from their, their way, it says they shall die in their iniquity and I'm, I'm putting all the plurals in there. I know the Bible says don't add to or take away, so don't text me or call me later and say, you was adding to the word. <laughs> I don't want to leave women out. Amen? Hey, I'm a respecter of everyone. Amen, thank you. Thank you very much. Praise God. Amen, it says... Uh, he shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. So if I take the message and you don't listen to it, I'm still good. Yeah. Amen. So notice what he's saying here. He's saying the responsibility of the watchman is to preach the word to the people. Regardless. Everybody say regardless. Regardless of their reaction. Are you listening? He's saying the purpose of the watchman is to watch what's going on in the land, in the spiritual realm, and then warn the people. So a watchman is one who what? 
warned. Amen? Are you with me? And as a watchman, I have no control. I'm just going to use me. As a watchman, I have no control over people's reaction or people's response to what I tell them. I cannot make you hear what I'm telling you today. I thank God that I have a whole group of people here that love God and his word. Amen. Amen. I have no control over your reaction when, I, when you hear what I preach. That's on your side. That's not on my side. My side is to be a watchman and bring you the word. Your side as watchman is to take the word to other people and not being concerned with whether they're going to receive it or not. It's not your job to make sure they receive it. How many of you know that? Amen. That keeps too many people, as that, that gives too many people an excuse not to open their mouth and say anything. Well, I didn't want to offend anybody. I didn't want to hurt their feelings. No, you'd rather see them go to hell. Because if they don't get raptured, they got, there's only one way into heaven then, guys. Better hear me. Y'all be listening to them by live stream now. If you miss the rapture, the only way into heaven is to lose your head. That's all I'm going to say about that. If you want to know more about it, go back and listen about the last six or eight messages I've preached. Amen. Hallelujah. We are to warn the people. That's our job. Hallelujah. That's our purpose. Excuse me. Listen to me. It's God's word. I said it's God's word. So it's him giving the warning. All you and I are, are the messengers. Of course, everybody always wants to shoot the messenger, right? Well, I just don't believe what that pastor is saying. Well, you better bring your Bible next time and read it for yourself. Amen. Because I'm going to tell it to you like it is. Praise God. Hallelujah. But whether people receive us or not is not our responsibility. How many of you know God does not require you or me to keep a record of how many likes we get when we tell people the truth? How many know that he's not counting all the thumbs down we get when people don't like what you say? Amen. And I realize that he's really talking to leaders, but really we're all leaders. If you're born again, you're called to lead somebody to Christ. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Can you imagine if just all of us if would just bring one person to Jesus? Hallelujah. I mean, look in this room, 60 people. If just one of us brought one person, that's 120. And then they listen to what I have to say, and they go out. Look at, can you see? That's why the church was added to so much in the Old Testament. Or the, not the Old Testament, but the first church in the book of Acts. And that's where I'm trying to get us to. That we're all in one accord. That we all come to the same knowledge. You know something, Lord? I'm going to go do your will. I'm going to let my life go. I'm going to keep expecting you to bless me, but I'm going to start doing your will in my life. Amen. Hallelujah. And let me share this with you. The more you do for him, <laughs> the more he does for you. 
Hallelujah. A lot of people are poverty-stricken right now because they never do anything for God. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Hallelujah. But he's speaking not only to leaders, but at the same time, he's also speaking to you and me that we all have some uh, degree in being a watchman, that we're all paying attention to the sign of the times, that we all watch over God's word, and that we all are being, are warning people of the wrath that's coming. My brothers and sisters, God has, has entrusted every believer with an awesome responsibility of taking the gospel of Jesus Christ to this dying world. Every believer who's received the gospel has the gospel message on the inside of them and that message needs to be told to other people. And when the door opens for you and I to give our personal, a person that message, uh, and then we take that opportunity to tell them the truth, listen to me, you're not in control of their response. Put that out of your mind. Amen. Sow the seed. And then, that, then believe God's going to water it. And believe God's going to bring it to pass. Amen. But he also says, if you have the message and you know there's those are, there are those people out there that need that message, but then you don't open your mouth and deliver the word to them, then he says their blood will be on your hands. Why? Because our purpose is to be a light and to be a witness to everyone around us, especially in these last days. Amen. God told Ezekiel, some will hear and heed the warning and be saved. But then there's going to be those who will hear and not heed the warning and those will be condemned. But then he also told Ezekiel, I'm going to paraphrase, he said, don't edit your message. He said, Ezekiel, you tell them exactly the way it is. Amen. He said, don't be moved or edit your content based on a per the person you're speaking to. Uh, he said, don't uh, be moved or edit your content based on the person's response or their reaction to the message. And for sure, don't be moved or edit your message because of the pressures of society and other the world around you. Don't let that change your message. Amen. In other words, don't edit your message based on what people around you want to hear. Too many churches are doing that. Telling people what they want to hear. Well, let me tell you something. There's uh, 66 books in the Bible. And most people want to hear about how much God loves them, just like they are. There's only one scripture that says God loves you. John 3, 16. Amen? The rest of them are for you to repent and change. Amen. You know why? Because God don't want anybody to be lost. Amen. I, I thank you so much that he loved my sorry self enough that when I was bowed my knees and I asked him to save me, he did. Praise God. Don't edit your message. Notice this again in verse 7. 
It says, uh, so you, son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, you shall, not you might, but you shall hear a word from my mouth and warn them for me. Brothers and sisters, God has called you and I to be watchmen over our home, over our families, and over all those folks that he brings into our life. Therefore, as his watchmen, we, when we hear his word, then we are, to, uh, are really expected to give that word to others exactly like he says it. For example, when I hear the preacher say that a person who continues to practice any of the sins found in Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 through 21, or in, uh, I think it's 1 Corinthians 6, verse number six and 10, uh, 9 and 10, when they are continuing to practice them sins, the Bible says they will not inherit the kingdom of God. How many of you know heaven's in the kingdom? Amen. Amen. Galatians 5, 19, 21. Hallelujah. And then when I go home, could I tell y'all to do this? And then I'm just using me. And then when I go home and I open up my Bible to Galatians 5, 19 through 21, and I read in there that just exactly what that preacher told me, that if I'm still practicing fornication, if I'm still practice, practicing drunkenness, if I'm still practicing idolatry, if I'm still practicing uh, lewdness and, and, and I'm still partying all the time because it says revelries, I'm still practicing all those things. And he, that preacher said that I'm not going to inherit the kingdom of God and heaven is a part of the kingdom of God. Then guess what this boy is going to do? I'm going to make some adjustments. I don't know of anybody on this planet that don't want to be in heaven. Amen. But at the same time, I know not everybody on this planet is going to be in heaven. If they were, he wouldn't have said, why is the gate that leads to destruction? See, it's a whole lot easier just to go to a church that says it's okay to drink, party, do whatever what you want to. Matter of fact, if you invite me over there with you as your pastor, I'll drink a few beers with you. It's all right to do that. We're not one of them churches. Amen. And I'm not being critical of that because this ain't in my notes. This is the Holy Ghost talking. Amen. We need to listen to the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Getting awful quiet in God's house, and I understand that. I'm telling you, I'm not, be, I'm not the other churches or the other pastors judge. God is. But his word is just as plain to them in this book that it is to me. Why ain't they preaching it? Some of them are, but many of them aren't. Matter of fact, I, I hear all the time how churches are splitting because of what's going on in the church. All right, let's move on. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Y'all ever want me to preach? I could preach. <laughs> Amen. Matter of fact, when I first got saved, I was more of an evangelist. Uh, the pastor, my, one of my first pastors said, Brother John, you're an evangelist. He said, do you know what evangelist does? He said he comes in, preaches fire, hell, and brimstone, and then leaves it for the pastor to clean up. <laughs> Amen. My first message was turn or burn. <laughs> Amen. 
Glory to God. But there's a little more to it than that. God does love us. And he don't want anybody to perish. His word says so. But a watchman will always tell the truth. I said a watchman will always tell the truth to people. Amen. Y'all had people tell me, say, Brother John or Pastor John, uh, you're sure bold with all your preaching. And really all I can say to that is I don't look at it as boldness. I just look at it as saying it exactly like it comes off the page. I say it exactly like he said it. Amen. God has given us his word. He's given us these types of messages, not just to say, wow, man, what a good message. But we're to take the word that he's given us like this morning or he's given it to us in the past and we've not done anything with it. And we're to take those messages and take his word and we're to give that same word to others for him. Amen. Amen. I do what I do for him. I'd love to be fishing this morning. Amen. I'd love to be sitting out there with, and just going, yeah, preach it, Pastor. Amen. But he's called me to be up here. I'd love to be with you on your job, in your workplace, at the beauty shop, at HEB. I'd love to be with you all the time. But that's where he's called you to preach. Amen. This church is not about just checking the box. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We are to bring people the word, same word that he gives us, we'll bring it to them. And if you and I will do that, my brothers and sisters, if you and I will just love people enough to share the truth with them, then I truly believe we can warn more people of the coming tribulation and hopefully, everybody say hopefully, Convince them to obtain their rapture boarding pass. How many in here have your boarding pass this morning to be raptured with God? Amen. See, you can, you can have your ticket, but you don't get on the plane until you have your boarding pass. Amen. I'm not interested in selling you a ticket. I'm interested in helping you get that boarding pass so you don't get left behind. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah, we're not going in the first one. Going in the second one. I'm not going to go through that again, so if you have any questions about this, just ask me after service. But listen, if, they, if people don't heed our warning, God also told Ezekiel that we're just the watchmen. We are to warn the people. But he said, the choice to receive our warning is theirs. Are you hearing me? God said in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, and this is so good. He said, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm just going to read part of it. He says, I have set before you life and death. But then he loves us so much, he said, therefore, choose life. You need to turn to your neighbor right now and just tell them, hey, choose life. Choose life. 
All right. Praise the Lord. Let's close over here in Mark chapter 13. Mark 13, verse number 33. It says, Take heed, watch, and pray. For you do not know when the time is. Then Jesus said this. He says, It is like a man going to a far country who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to each his work and commanded the doorkeeper to watch. Verse number 35, he says, Watch therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming, whether it be in the evening, at midnight, at the, at the crowing of the rooster, or in the morning. Lest coming suddenly he finds you sleeping. Notice what he says in verse 37. He said, this is Jesus talking, guys. And he's talking to his disciples, but I want you to pay attention here. He says, and what I say to you, I say to all. Watch. What I say to you, I say to all. Watch. Notice he said, and this is so good. He says, what I'm saying to you at HCCC, I say to all, but you have to go tell all for me. You have, to be the, you have to be the one that goes and tells the other people. Amen? My brothers and sisters, this one scripture, I want you to just underline that and read it, but this one scripture makes every human being on this planet responsible for whether they do or they do not get raptured. And as a watchman for the kingdom of God, I bring the warning, but you have to watch. You have to watch for you. You can't watch for your wife. You can't watch for your children. You watch for you, but then you can watch out for your children to make sure they're watching when they get old enough to watch. Did that make sense? Amen. We are to watch. We are to pray. And we are to abide until he comes. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Uh, let's all stand together and give God some praise. Praise God. If nothing else, that this message is coming to a close. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, I'm done for today. But we're not done until God catches us up into heaven. How many of you know that? And I'll not change my message. I'm not going to edit God's word to gather more people. I don't care about numbers. I care about souls. Amen. Amen. You know, we never close the service down without giving everyone, not only in this room, but those watching by live stream this morning, the, even those who may watch later by video. We want to give you an opportunity to give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of you may be in this place and be watching my video or Facebook and you gave your heart to the Lord years and years ago, but you really haven't been listening, uh, listening to what he's telling you. He had, you haven't changed your life. And you want to make that change today with every head bowed and every eye closed. No one looking around. Let's respect 
those who are wanting to make a decision in their life. If that's you this morning, and you today want to say, Father God, I am going to live for you starting today and throughout the rest of my life. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand and put it right back down. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God sees all those hands, and he's going to meet you right where you're at. With every head raised and every eye opened, I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Very simple. Say, God, I love you. I love the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe he's your son. I believe he died for me. And right now, I give my heart to him. Jesus, come into my heart. Show me what you'd have me do. Give me revelation knowledge. And when you do, I'll immediately act on it and make any adjustments in my life that I have to. In your precious name I pray. Amen and amen. Listen, guys, when you give your heart to the Lord, there's nothing about your flesh changes. Paul even said that I have to crucify my flesh daily. So, but if you gave your heart to the Lord this morning, uh, or you rededicate your life to the Lord this morning, I want you to know that there was a change happening on the inside of you. That if you'll be submissive to the Holy Spirit, He'll help you change. We're all a work in progress, but we have to keep the progress going, right? Amen. Last thing we want to say this morning is God is a miracle working God, and he, uh, that you, everybody say me. me. Say I, I am always the next in line for my miracle. Amen. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord.